Welcome to Fuzzy Memories, the podcast that celebrates the good, the rad, and the fugly of the 80s and 90s. We are three latchkey kids who made it out alive. I'm Erin. I'm Amy. I'm Heath. And today, we're going to celebrate the hits, the misses, and the misfits of multiple years. Multiple years. Look, we've just started and we're already calling an audible. We're already like just mixing it up because that's what we like to yeah, do. Yeah, there are no rules. No. Did you think there was going to be rules? No. I hope not. <laughs> we... Were you asking me or were you asking our listeners? Our listeners. Okay, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I know you know. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Our listeners though, it's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be. We don't adhere to anything specific. <laughs> and if you try to make us follow rules, then Erin is going to get real upset. I do. I <laughs> she hate... just wants to defy them. All the Even no the rules reason. you set for yourself. <laughs> Those are the worst. Those are the Those worst. Those are the ones I want to break the most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I might have a problem. It's got a real <laughs> weird psychological thing going on in there. Yeah, it's deep. Mm-hmm. It's deep. Mm-hmm. Keep a therapist in business for years. <laughs> <laughs> if nothing else, that's our impact on the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're like creating exactly. jobs. We're creating jobs. <laughs> a job Good creation jobs. check. Yes. <laughs> Doing my part in this economy. Um, Aaron, last time uh, you started a wonderful segment that I think we want to keep going. Yeah. Which is the unmitigated gall. Yeah, because yeah. we all have it. Yeah. And as Heath so expertly pointed out <laughs> last time, we don't want mitigated gall. No. We don't want it mitigated. We want it unmitigated. unmitigated. Yeah. Unmitigated. Yeah. Do you have some unmitigated gall from last week or this week or whatever week? I, I do. Um, and I was sort of sharing it with you ahead of time, which is that I went to a concert at mm. the state fair, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which... Which is a whole thing. If you're not from Iowa and you don't know of this phenomenon called the State Fair, Fair. let me just say that I hate it with a passion. (laughs) The rest of Iowa seems to love it. It's a lot. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. It's a place that you're going to see a butter cow. Yeah. Which is literally what it sounds like, a cow made out of butter. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which they put a... At the concert, they put up some facts while we were waiting, and one of them was that they used 550 pounds of butter to make that. I don't want to know that. And I just felt like, why? Yeah. (laughs) What do they do with the butter cow once it's done? Do they send it out for eating? No, I think they save some of it and reuse it, like, the next year. Like, they they store it or freeze it, I guess, or something like that. But I don't think think it is is no longer edible after uh, the sculpture has... Oh, uh, molested it. it. Oh. I don't know. Whatever. Molested. <laughs> <laughs> Touched it nonstop Touched it for real weeks. inappropriately, <laughs> molding that baby. Mm-hmm. So my unmitigated gall is from the concert. Okay. Which at first I was just going to have it be the stage because there's some unmitigated gall to have ludicrous Friday night mm. and then the chick Saturday night. Sure, that's, sure. That's a wide mm-hmm. stretch. Yeah. But it goes to a lady. That was a few rows behind Mike and I. He yeah. was incensed that people were singing along. <laughs> which is uh, which is pretty common at a it's, concert. It's pretty common concert behavior. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, also, the chicks asked people to sing along at okay. a certain oh, point. Okay. Well, and well. She so we've like, identified the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this woman was yelling, why are you motherfuckers singing over the chicks? Wow. Repeatedly. Well, I can appreciate your love of the chick's vocals. Yeah. There's some unmitigated gall to stand in a grandstand <laughs> yes. at the Iowa State Fair and think that you're not going to get a beer thrown at you. Yes. And if we're real concerned about the vocals, you can listen to that at home. Yeah. You can you sure listen can. to that real you carefully. Because sure I bet if you ask any of them, 
in a heat index of like 115 or whatever mm-hmm. it was last night, they probably didn't feel like they sang their best. I bet they would say their vocals on their record are better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's not taking anything away from the entertainment value of the show. I'm just saying. If yes. you're really focused on the vocals, I'm not sure that you picked the right concert yeah. venue. Didn't she say she also thought there were rules about timing? She did. She thought that it had to end <laughs> uh-huh. at a certain time. She uh-huh. screamed about that. Yeah. She was also, I think she thought she was a really big Chicks fan, but she would yell out, like they would play one chord and she'd yell out the song. Oh, good Lord. And it usually wasn't right. <laughs> she would yell it out and I'd be like, no, that's not this song. Oh, they're mixing it up. It's a mishmash. No, no it's no, not a mishmash. No. It's not a mishmash. <laughs> just the wrong song so you had a narrator and no one asked for a narrator no one asked for a narrator luckily i find people amusing so yeah i i tried to stay away from being annoyed but it was some unmitigated gall to yell at everyone to stop singing yeah i've never been to a concert where that happened especially not at the state fair i feel like maybe like a middle school vocal concert like choir (laughs) thing is more her speed no one no one sings along to that (laughs) like you know they just sit there quietly and listen trying to figure out what the song is maybe that's what she's used to she could still yell out the name of the song as soon as she knew what it was i mean (laughs) i was or or like you know at the civic center if you go to see like a show maybe people don't sing with the songs that they know like a musical Yeah. yeah But you're at the state fair. Like, you're at the state fair. It was chaos. All rules are off. <laughs> it was chaos. Yeah. And you said it was very, very warm, which added to the chaos. So much chaos. It reminded me of the opening scene of Romeo and Juliet where it's hot and everyone's fighting. Oh. That's what okay. it was like. That yeah. heat, uh-huh. you know, just escalates everything. Yes. That's what was happening. You know, I've heard that so many times. The state fair is like Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. It's just. It's just the opening scene. Just. <laughs> So Star cross lovers. Star cross lovers across the grandstand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did hear someone say they were celebrating their wedding anniversary by wow. being at the fair. And I was like, that's. Mm. There's like a, there's what I've always, why I always say that I don't like it. It One of the many reasons is because so many people are so obsessed with it. And uh-huh. I don't understand. Like it becomes, it is the destination for the year, for so many people. And they go multiple times. They go yeah. multiple times. So many people camp outside the fair and just go for the whole week and a half. And like, yeah, it's a lot and I don't get it. It is a lot. And I can tell you, we were there a couple hours before the concert and that was plenty. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got about three hours in me of the fair each yeah. year. That's my, I've, yeah. I've identified that as my limit. Well, that's good mm-hmm. to know your limits. To know yeah. your limits. Yeah. It's important. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh-huh. What's your unmitigated uh-huh. gall, Heath? Oh, my unmitigated gall is this heat. Uh, yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. with this heat anymore. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Something new I found out this year about with the heat is that apparently my knees sweat now. Oh, that's yeah. fun. I don't, I didn't, that, that's not something I've been aware of in the past, okay. but now I have wow. my, my knees sweat. Wow, so you have sweat glands mm-hmm. in your knees. I know. Is yeah. it behind the knees or on top of the knees? And both. Okay. All okay. around, 360. Yeah. So just wet knees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just walk around. The All month long, I've got wet, wet knees. knees. <laughs> Yeah, it's real gross. It's supposed to be like 105 multiple days this coming yes. week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying I like winter. Like, like winter, if you're listening, this is not a <laughs> shout out to you. <laughs> in no way, shape, or form. You are not invited. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just want, you know, maybe 75 degrees, maybe. Yeah. You know? Well, especially, it was so nice. It was so beautiful. It was, mm-hmm. like, gorgeous. It was so beautiful. I actually went outside of my own volition. No, you didn't. I did. <laughs> and I sat in my grass. Oh. Like, I had this overwhelming desire to sit in my grass, take my shoes off, and just sit there for a while. 
I don't think I've ever done that in my adult life. And I did it because it was so beautiful outside. And also, the outside cats looked at me like, what the fuck are you doing? This is our mm-hmm. land. That's the way we're looking at you right now, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, don't, I got nothing. I am in shock. I felt a little like, you know, your husband likes to call me Snow White these days because I have a wildlife preserve in the backyard. Um, I, I felt a little like Snow White, you know, just like sitting there, shoes off mm-hmm. in the grass. I was feeling the grass. It was it was a whole thing. I am. I don't I don't have words. <laughs> I want to change my unmitigated call to Amy sitting in the grass. <laughs> yes. I, too, would like to change my unmitigated call to this bullshit story. Yeah, what? I think the outside cats probably thought of uh-huh. unmitigated gall when they saw me yeah. in their land. See, what you've just done now for me is... I need a minute. I do need a minute because if someone... If they found your body in the grass... And they tried to tell me it was natural causes. I'd be like, no, she was murdered because she would never willingly go sit in the grass. Now I have to think, (laughs) shit, there was that one time she sat in the grass. There was that one time she did do it, but I still think that's an outlier. Yeah. Oh, very much an outlier. Let's be honest. So I'm safe in the event that your body is found in the grass. (laughs) It's a murder. It's a murder for sure. Yeah. Someone murdered me and then pulled me out there. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Everything was topsy turvy for a minute. Sorry to topsy-turvy you. Yeah. Um, my unmitigated gall is men with tools because... <laughs> oh, wait, what? <laughs> actual tools, handheld... Well, All that right. doesn't help. Um, actual tools used to fix things because uh, two Saturdays ago, my AC stopped working. Thankfully, oh. it was on a nice day. It was not like today. Thank it goodness. was fine. But when anything in the house breaks, I get real oh, yeah. worked up. Mm-hmm. And so... Just the idea of having to call somebody. I hate that. The idea of having a dude. It's always a dude in the house. I hate that. Um, so I called one guy and he came over and it was this whole production. He's like, yeah, we're going to need to replace your fan and I need to get the part. But it's Saturday morning. He drove to like four different supply houses, didn't find it, came back. And he's like, yeah, sorry, we got nothing. And he had quoted me like $1,000 to replace oh, no. this fan. So he's like, you know, maybe you should call somebody else. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. So he left. I called somebody else the same morning. Okay, let me emphasize how much I hate calling people. And I had to call two people. On a Saturday, On a Saturday. This is awful. So then this guy showed up. He was great. He just hosed it off, charged me $100, and it was fixed. Oh. Wow. So I don't know what was going on there (laughs) besides. Wait, did he say where my hose at? (laughs) (laughs) Did he say that? (laughs) Unmitigated call if he did it. Yeah, because it's a real opportunity that he missed. I did like him because I had f- learned enough to know that what was happening was short cycling mm-hmm. um, because I looked it up online. So I said it to him and I was like, I only know that because I looked it up online. And he said, I'm proud of you. Oh. And I felt very seen. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. That's nice. And then he hosed my AC unit <laughs> off. <laughs> hosed it real good. Cleaned all that dust off. <laughs> this is... <laughs> It's really giving me a different vibe. It's really giving. He cleaned it. He hosed it hard. Yeah. And then he got all right. All right. (laughs) Got it spick and span and working great. Oh, okay. And I only spent a hundred dollars versus a thousand dollars. That's great. Did you have to pay the first guy anything? No. Thank God. Yeah, I know, right? The unmitigated goal (laughs) of men with tools giving me two different scenarios. Yeah. And having to come in my house and give me that. Also, the unmitigated goal. The second guy was from a company that I had had here previously, and I had a bad experience. I didn't feel good about it, mm-hmm. so I never called them again. But they were the ones who installed this HVAC unit, so I was like, all right, I, 
I guess yeah. I got to call him. Yeah. So I did. And I told this guy that I'd had a bad experience. And he's like, I totally, he was very kind. He was listening. It was great. And then at the end, he was like, you know, just so you know, you don't have to feel pressured when, you know, someone comes in and tells you, I was like, yeah, you know what? Okay, cool. It's easy for you to say when someone is in your home right. telling you, you need this or things are going to be and- fucked. And it's like your comfort, you know, yes. it's not like, oh, you need this to look better. Like it's for my comfort. It's for my comfort. It's for actually, it's not even, I'm not it's even for my survival. It yeah. Survival. <laughs> yeah. That's nice guy, but no. Mm. Yeah. You so don't have to feel pressured. Too. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's don't unbidden. tell me. I got strange dudes in my house. Yeah. Don't stand in my house and tell me I don't have to feel pressured. Yeah. I feel pressure right I now pressure to get right you out. Now. <laughs> I need you gone. Men with tools. Hosing things off. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm stuck on that phrase. Have you never heard of an MLM? Of course there's pressure. There's natural pressure everywhere. <laughs> this is capitalism, baby. Yeah. That's what it is, is pressure. Yes. Well, I feel better. Do you guys feel better? I do feel better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. And um, thank those men. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Or at least one of them. Praise. Praise. Yeah. Um, so today, instead of dissecting one year, like Heath said, we're going to do multiple years mm-hmm. and we're going to look at a few different things. We're going to look at books, mm-hmm. beefs, mm-hmm. and breakups. And these are all connected, I promise mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And with books, we're going to look at some of our reading experiences from the 80s and 90s because mm-hmm. there were some unique stuff. Oh, yep. There with, was some good stuff. Yeah. With beefs, we're going to talk about, you know. People, celebrities having beefs mm-hmm. with each other, which was often found through reading teen magazines and other uh-huh. things. And then breakups, because those were on tabloids, baby, yep. at the supermarket. Yeah. And there were some good breakups. There were some, there were some breakups I didn't even know about. Yeah. That's one part, fun part of this uh, podcast, mm-hmm. is looking up research. And we're mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, they dated? I forgot yeah. about that. I, well, I didn't even know they were dating, yeah. much less broke up. Yeah. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Fascinating. So, Aaron, do you want yeah. to tell us about a, a reading experience, a book experience, something from the 80s and 90s that yeah. sticks with you? Well, so I kind of, the way I thought about this, these threesomes things, yeah. I kind of... Oh, threesomes, I like it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Just Hosing it off. <laughs> Just need that air conditioner, guy. Uh, was that I thought of a book, and then I went with that year, what the beef and breakups were from Ooh, that year. Oh, I like it. Okay. Right. So one of the, like really strong reading experiences I had growing up was a book called Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? <laughs> this came out June 1st of 1991. Okay. okay. It was a spinoff, I think, of the TV show. But uh-huh. the idea was that you were the detective and you got this book and it had cards that you ripped out and you had to trace down like all the la- famous landmarks in the world were stolen, Statue of Liberty, things like that. And you had to figure out what suspect traveled where and who had it. And you had to keep track of all these things with clues that you were given by different people as you were doing interviews. And then it was kind of a, had to choose your own adventure vibe where you had to change, like, if you think it's this, go to this page, if you think whatever. And then you could check, like, I think it's this person, this person. And if you were right, you know, then, but if not, you had to start the whole thing over. Oh, man. And it appealed to me on so many levels. Yeah. I mean, I was pretty far along in my reading career at this point. Uh So, like, a new thing like this that was a puzzle and a book Mm. and where in the world's Carmen scene, I was all over it. Plus, it kind of ticked that true crime. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
So loved that book. Uh huh. Obsessed with it. Okay. Found used copies, and mm. Mason and I have read them, and it's just as fun now. Wow. I'm telling you, it's great. Yeah. You have to be careful buying the used copies because we bought a couple before we got one with the cards. Still oh, in it. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh. you need the cards to do the. They rip out. They're like perforated and. Yeah. Can I say that? Um, so I think it was a game before it was any of these things because I had it on floppy disk and oh. I loved that computer game so much and it was very much like that where you had to follow it along but you had to figure out where she was going so you had to use an atlas and you had to use an encyclopedia and you had to use this oh. it was this whole puzzle scenario but it was all you know on this computer game and i still remember like her little pixelated image oh my of, like gosh. chasing I didn't down know it. i never knew that i would and i don't know what it. came first but i feel like that may have come first before yeah like anything did you ever else. watch the tv show i did watch the tv show i, I did, did love that yeah i'd love to with too. rockapella yes rockapella. <laughs> oh, but I felt like the kids never found her. Like, I felt like I no. could watch 100 episodes and maybe once the kids <laughs> found her. And I was like, can we get some smarter this kids? This is not fulfilling. Yeah. yeah. It was They're different dum-dums. than Jeopardy in that I would watch it and be like, I could do this. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? <laughs> well, Jeopardy, I was like, where are these questions from? Yeah. I, it was a great. Just That feels like you. It feels like mm-hmm. it, it hit all of the right things. It was all reading the right wise. spots. Yeah. 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 So. That happened in 1991. Okay. Which was the year. I'm putting this in the beef category. Okay. Just to be clear. This is the year that Julia Roberts embodied a runaway bride and had an entire wedding. This is on my list. Yeah. Yes. When she ditched Keith for Sutherland. It was ready to go. She literally (laughs) ran away to Ireland. With Jason Patrick. Patrick. Which his name will forever drive me nuts that there's not a K on the end. But sure, whatever. Sure, 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 it's sure. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it is crazy because I remember so clearly seeing it on the magazines at the supermarket and just like, wow. I had no recollection of this whatsoever. Oh, I thought this I was, was drama. <laughs> drama. And coming between two guys that had been in the Lost Boys together who oh, were yeah. friends. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. What a harlot. <laughs> I just, I had no idea. I mean, it changed my whole... Uh, when I watched Run Right Run Away Bride later, right? never occurred to me that she'd actually done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Semi autobiographical. But you know, Jason Patrick got his because he was in Speed Two, and that was yes, trash. Yes, it was trash. <laughs> what a terrible. In movie. terms of yeah, who I think Kiefer Sutherland won overall mm-hmm. with a long career. Mm-hmm. Who knows what Jason Patrick's doing these days? I mean, I think the obvious winner is Julia Roberts. But... Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> she pushed on past this. She just said. Nope. And I'm no one good. even remembers that. No one's I ever do. like, remember when you ditched Kiefer Sutherland? I do. Like, remember <laughs> when the wedding was prepped at his house in Montana or something? I feel that's what you would say to her, right? If you encountered her on the street today, sure. <laughs> you'd just be like, hi, do you like, remember <laughs> when you ditched Kiefer Sutherland? Obsessed She's pro- with your smile. Don't know what it is. Can't look at it enough. Also, what the fuck with Kiefer <laughs> Sutherland? 30 years ago, you yeah. ditched him. And I need to know And everything. he was at his peacockness at that time. Yes. So, Yeah. I need to know the moment you realized you were going to leave. Mm-hmm. What was it? Mm-hmm. Did he say something? Was Did it... Donald say something? Donald oh, something? yeah. He's kind of, he's, he's intimidating. Yeah. He's kind of creepy. That's yeah. true. That's a good Maybe factor. that's it. Maybe Donald Did you just it. realize you don't know how you like your eggs? What was what it? What was it? <laughs> <laughs> was Runaway Bride a memoir? Oh, yeah. And if so, why didn't you tell us? <laughs> 
Wow. I put that in the beef category. Okay. Because I just felt like there was probably That's a lot interesting. Of beef I that, put mm-hmm. that in my breakup so I could see, though, how beefs. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. the breakup I chose for that year was Sarah Jessica Parker and Robert <gasps> Downey Jr. Oh, yeah. Yes. Because, you know, he had some some situations. Some, some substance. Mm-hmm. He had some substance. substance issues. Although, good for her. I think she got out before he did some really crazy. The. Yeah. He woke up in that person's kid's bed. bed. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. But she, you naked. know, but she saw some. She, she saw she some certainly things. saw some stuff. Yeah. Like she was, was with him too. during the less than zero era, mm-hmm. which he was playing a heroin addict, and I assume it felt very close to life. And yeah. 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 What a redemption story. For no that guy. shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, good for you. I mean, he's fucking yep. Iron Man. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I think one article put it as the linchpin of a franchise. I was like, wow. <laughs> Don't like the word lynch, but okay. Okay. <laughs> yep. It's a loaded, loaded term. It sure folks. is. <laughs> sure is. That was amazing. Loved it. Moving on. So that was my 1991. That's what wow. was up. Wow, you just hit us all with a books and a beef and a breakup. And a breakup. Now, I'm not saying we have to stay that way. I just, okay. you know, I just threw it all out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Heek. Do you want to, you can do just one. You can do all three, whatever you would like to do. No rules. All right. All right. All right. I will, I will start with a book okay. or actually it's a series of books is what it is. When I was in college in the nineties, I worked at Target for a couple of years mm-hmm. and I worked in the electronics and books and oh. music department. Oh. And at that time there was a series of books out that was quite popular and it was the chicken soup for the soul. Oh no. <laughs> series oh no and it there was a whole end cap dedicated to it and it was they were like cockroaches like there was just so many of them they just they just had so many and i went and looked and there's oh my god 275 (gasps) titles what you know it's still going too yeah yeah Yeah. and i I wrote some of them down let's see there's chicken soup for the preteen soul no chicken soup for the teenage soul Mm -hmm. chicken soup for the teenage soul two Chicken Soup for the Teenage Soul 3 and Chicken Soup for the Teenage Soul 4. Wow. So there's, there's a lot of teen souls okay. chicken soup wow. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. There's the mother soul, the expectant mother soul, the new mother soul, every Gross. mother soul, the working mom soul, <laughs> the multitasking mom soul. Damn. Like, they're, this is down to a granular level. Is there anything for dads or is it all moms? There were some for dads, okay. but it was just, I don't know. It was it like throwaway. Like, yeah. yeah don't was, be a deadbeat dad. Yeah, we yeah. don't want to be accused of being, you know, cutting men out, I guess. Right. I don't know. Right. That's a real problem these days. <laughs> <laughs> the men aren't getting their fair shake yeah. in, in yep. America. That's I feel like that was popular for like one Father's Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then... Yeah. They had a they had a golfer soul, chicken soup for the golfer soul, I found. And a and a woman golfer soul. Whoa. I, I don't know why it couldn't just be a, lady a golfer, golfer soul. <laughs> like, Can't do they, it. Couldn't they have both in there? Gotta separate it. I don't it. know. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. So specific. Yeah. And the Canadian soul. Oh. Chicken uh-oh. soup for the Canadian soul. Okay. Oh. Which is weird that the, they have to separate male and female golfers, but all of Canada gets one book. All of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Just one. It yeah. sums it up. Yeah. And then uh, there was the horse lover soul. Oh, my and God. And horse lover soul, too. Okay. Yeah. Um, question. Do you yeah. remember, like... What was actually in them? Was it just like little inspirational essay type shit or what was it? Yeah, just like anecdotes. Like somebody would just write, you know, something about like, you oh, know, maybe you've had a bad day, but, you know. Gross. You know, and then, you know, there'll be some kind of trite 
maybe dismissive story about sure. you know how your yeah. day's not really that bad when you look at it from this perspective. <laughs> You're like, not starving, right? Yeah. yeah. Or like weird. Wasn't there like weird stories related? Like if it was golf or solo, it would be like, I was on the golf course with my dad, mm-hmm. and he told me, yeah. The best way to get ahead is fuck someone over. <laughs> <laughs> now, I would read that. Yeah. That makes more sense. Just kidding. That did not make the cut. The chicken soup for the Satan soul did not yeah, yeah, yeah. ever get made. So as you were working at Target, did you get um, time to read any of these chicken soup for the souls? Not, I didn't spend a ton of time with them. I was just okay. always, there were so many of them. Yeah. It took up so much space in the store. Mm-hmm. And like I said, they just kind of kept populating. But yeah. I don't remember ever seeing anyone pick one up and like put it in their cart. You <laughs> Maybe know? it was a clandestine kind of thing. Like people already knew like, yeah, I shouldn't be buying this. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that just, I mean, just the fact that they're still being made yeah. 30 years later. Yeah. You know, it just, it, it is, it blows my mind. I subscribe to a number of, uh, like, listservs and stuff, just mentioning different freelance gigs for writers, and there's always an ad for a chicken soup for the soul. You'd be good at that. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them the story about you laying in the grass. Just put that in a chicken soul book. Oh, my chicken gosh. Chicken soup for the lady in the grass of soul. Can you imagine putting that on your resume? Like, the stuff that you no! have, like, the great lit magazines, publishing three books. Also in an anthology, Chicken Soup by the Soul. The Soul. <laughs> like, it would be so out of place. When I was freelancing full-time for a while in my like early 30s, there were a number of gigs that I took just to make money that I would never put on my resume. So that would have been one of them. <laughs> Can you name one? Um, there was like, it felt like maybe a scam, a finance site uh, where I just wrote a bunch of blog posts. And I was basically just... I was writing about things I had no idea about. Reverse mortgages, <laughs> interest, <laughs> something or other. And I would just do some research and then regurgitate what I read. And then, boom, blog post. I bet they were popular on for their no level idea. of traffic, you know? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I wrote decent. Right. That's what I'm I wrote saying. Good. They were probably more <laughs> researched than anything else on the site. Probably true. Yeah, but I never put that on my resume because I was like, I still feel kind of weird about this. Mm-hmm. I took their money, but you As know, you should. it might have been a scam somehow. I don't know why. Anyway, so if I had done some chicken soup for the soul, that would be buried somewhere in the <laughs> resume. I, f- I feel like we should all try. We should all write a spam chicken soup for the soul oh, story. Yeah. Oh, okay. All three of us submit it and mm-hmm. see if one of us can get in there. Mm-hmm. I think we all could. I think we could. Yeah. We could do it well. We could crack that chicken soup code. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think there's much I think code. We did. It's just chicken soup. It's just somehow Or we put together a chicken soup for the Satanist soul or something like mm-hmm. that. You know, something, you know. And then totally it's just hopeless stories of times yes. that the world yeah. let you down yep. or you yes. realize people are the worst. Or just yes. news articles about the l- kids or the teachers that were charged of Satan. Yes. You know, it's in the early 80s. Panic. Yeah, yeah, satanic panic. I like it. No, that's what I was going uh, to say. Like, what what is the chicken soup blind spot that we need to identify? Yeah. What, what is some yeah. some area they have not covered that we think they should cover? I do like the idea of like chicken soup for the deadbeat dad. 
That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Is that it, one I would actually, I mean, I, as, I'm not a deadbeat dad, but I would like to know how I'd we're like inspiring know. those, those yeah. folks. Yeah, would it be like inspiring to get over being a deadbeat dad or make them feel better about It would being make a, them feel better about being oh, a deadbeat dad. I like that. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So it would be along the lines of the kids are shit anyway. The kids are shit mm-hmm. anyway. Okay. But at the end, there might be like, well, you should go ahead and pay your child support payments. Oh, right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it wouldn't be like an inspirational thing. It would be like, just so you don't go to jail. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just so you don't get, just so you don't lose your license. Yeah, I don't think they do. That Go ahead and think that the you know kids yeah. are shit. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Well, I have a book experience. Oh Should yes. I, okay. All right. Um, I, I I was gonna <laughs> talk about like basically books that were not meant for us. Oh. Uh, and I read a lot of them. Uh-huh. Um, there were not many books at my house uh, growing up, but there was some Danielle Steele. Ooh. There was some uh, Judith Krantz. Uh huh. There was a uh, <laughs> yeah. There were a lot of books that. I would read and then, you know, maybe 50 pages in, get some smut. Mm. And as a young, prepubescent girl, (laughs) I was like, I don't know what this is, but I like it. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to read more of it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And with Daniel Steele, it was more, it was very like, uh, you know, like, there was nothing, I don't think there was any real like love scene, like sex scenes type thing. Judith Kranz there sure was. Oh, yeah. And then. With a name like Judith Kranz. Right. Right. And Krantz then, me. Give me the Kranz. <laughs> and then I moved on to the public library where there was all sorts of adult smut. Oh. Because, you know, I mean, my, my parents were happy I was reading. They didn't care what I was reading. Mm-hmm. And that's great for me. And we were latchkey kids. Great news for you great again. Great news for me. <laughs> so I remember very clearly there was this um, series called The North and South. Uh, series. Do you remember that? I remember the miniseries when yes, it was on TV. with Patrick yes. Swayze. Yes, and Kirstie Alley was yes. in it. And she went crazy because she yes. fell in love with the black man. Yes. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that part. Yeah. Okay, so North and South. I think mm-hmm. it was John Jakes maybe. So I don't know. But I remember reading the books and there was a lot of antebellum sex going uh-huh. on in uh-huh. those books. And I was down for it. Mm-hmm. But then on the miniseries, there really wasn't, I don't no, think. No, yeah. So that was a bummer. I went to a, a trip uh, to South Carolina several years ago, and we visited one of the. Uh, I mean, it was a legit plantation where part of that was filmed. Really? They had, yeah, they had a bunch of pictures and stuff inside, and it was it was kind of a whole thing. Wow. wow. So okay, so it was really popular then when mm-hmm. it came out. I mm-hmm. didn't remember if it was. Or not. I remember. I remember when they used to do miniseries as a kid who watched too much TV. It would bother me because it like. Normal shows were preempted for yes, the whole week. They, yes. would just, they would just do this. And this one didn't really bother me because for whatever reason, like, this was something that appealed to me, which yeah. is probably not normal. Not normal. <laughs> like an eight-year-old to be like, yes, you know. I'm this. Give this, me that Confederate right. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it was also where, when I was reading those North and South books, it was the first time that I would, I, or I, it was not the first time, it was many times that I would just sort of sometimes skip ahead and like open a page or something and see what was going on. And I did that and I opened it to the page where Patrick Swayze's character dies. And I was so devastated and wanted to turn back time like Cher. <laughs> oh, and I could not. No. It ruined the reading experience. So I never did it again. That's just a good You never lesson. read again? No, never read again. <laughs> never read again. Her whole life, it's all been a sham. We started a whole nother podcast. Just a just sham. I just made it all It's a non-reader. 
Yeah, so I, I that's d- that was dangerous behavior. I'm glad you learned the lesson. Right? You can't be skipping ahead. I can't like be that. skipping ahead. You can't be skipping ahead like and that. And it, you know, I, I feel like something was telling me, listen, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. So yeah, anyway, I read a lot of books not meant for kids. And it was great. I learned a lot of things. I learned words for things mm-hmm. that I didn't know. I mean, you know how many words romance writers use for uh, dick. Yeah. So uh, I yeah. learned a lot of Ooh. words. Mm-hmm. I bet that served you well. It did. Except they were all terrible, so I never <laughs> used them in real life. Yeah, yeah. Even as a kid, I knew yeah. this is not this is not right. That's bad. You're you calling that a publisher? <laughs> that should not have been the word. I was a kid, and I was like, "You're calling a dick a member? That makes no <laughs> sense. No <laughs> sense. What the hell?" <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Yeah, I love so, it. Mm. Are you spent? Did you get? No, did no. You give, okay. No, no, no. I got more. I got more. I'll, I'll, I'll break it up this time. Okay. I don't have to give it to y'all at once. Look, like you, I did you, last do, time. you do you. Uh, another book uh-huh. that I loved, and I don't think that I came to this. I found out it was published in 1989, and I don't think that's when I picked it up. I think I was more into the 90s, but this was the first book he published was in 1989, and it was by Christopher Pike. Yeah, it was. It's called Remember Me. And it was about a high school student that dies Mm because they were all horrible murders. Yeah. But I couldn't get enough of them. Mm. It was, it just fed that for me. And I read so many things by Christopher Pike. But I remember that being the first one. And it it ended up being a trilogy. Like he added two more to that. And he had a whole bunch of other series. But I remember those being the (laughs) books that I would read like at night under my covers with a flashlight. Like, because I know that. I think there was definite, like, I wasn't supposed to be reading them. Like, nobody oh, okay. wanted me to be reading them, okay. but I was checking them out from well, the library. Well, you were a Catholic getting... kid, and you were reading about murder. <laughs> so much murder, yeah. And it was, you know, it was high school kids drinking. There was all kinds mm. of things in it. And I was, couldn't get enough of dear Christopher Pike. Christopher so. Pike, R.L. Stein. All yes, of them. all yes. of them. But and I remember, but I remember Christopher Pike being like a little bit older than R.L. Stein because I remember mm. reading a few R.L. Stein. Mm-hmm. But then when I found him, I was like, "Oh, this is more like my jam," mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I was all in. I would terrify myself. I mean, I remember reading that and then having nightmares about it because it, there's a paranormal aspect to it. And mm. so then I was like, "Oh man, I have opened a portal." <laughs> <laughs> Because that's why they didn't want me to read this. I can't unopen it. Sister Benita was right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I've done it now. <laughs> How many times in your life were you like, the nuns were right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> was that the only time? Uh, that might have been the only time. <laughs> yeah, that might have been the only time. Did the nuns call dicks members? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they did. I don't. We never had that. Never had no. that discussion. No, okay. no, no. All right. No, Sister Benita was the one that tripped on the way to the oh to the cafeteria. I think yeah, I told yeah, that yeah. story, and uh-huh. then she's just acted like she was praying that she had just stopped to pray. And we that's, all first of all, that's dishonest, ma'am. Yeah, yeah, you are lying in front of the Lord. Well, and then we all got in trouble because we didn't get down on our knees. She's like, "What are you doing?" And we're like, "Oh, okay. Oh my God." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well." I guess you have that power when you're a nun to just turn a prat fall into a, <laughs> a prayer I bet, time. I bet God got a good laugh out of that one. I hope Sitting so. up there in his Birkenstocks, he was just like, this is, this is pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I felt a little bad for her because that class was rough. I mean, I there was a kid in my class that literally glued his feet to tiles in the room. Why? Didn't think it out. Okay. Then what do you okay. do? Yeah. He had, he like pulled it up and the tile came up and she was didn't know what to do. 
prey on it, I guess, yeah. Sister Benita. She just put them outside the tiles. She put them outside <laughs> the window. <laughs> <laughs> so that God could take them away? I guess. Out of huh. sight, out of mind. Yeah. That's um, why she didn't talk about what she names dicks. Yeah. She's yeah. Just that's just why like, she didn't say that first. Oh, good stuff. Do you got a uh, a book, a beef, or a breakup, Heath? Uh, I do. I do. I will I will uh, regale you with the story of um, the book report to... I gave. I love to be regaled. Oh, I can't wait. Yes. You remember, and they still do it now, but they used to, um, whenever a movie would come out, they'd have like the novelization. Oh, of yeah, the movie, yeah, yeah. Which was uh-huh. essentially just the script without like yes. like set directions, you know, yes. like of, you know, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I uh, read the book for Adventures in Babysitting, the film starring what? Elizabeth Shue. <laughs> I loved that movie so much. Uh huh. It was yeah. good. It was and good. there was a novelization. Wow. <laughs> there was. So in sixth grade, I had to get up in front of the class. Everybody had to do this like once a quarter or whatever, and you had okay. to give a book report. And it was the time limit was five minutes. Uh huh. And I think there was it was like three to five minutes because lots of kids would go up and just say five sentences about it and then yeah, go yeah. sit down like you had to prepare it you know you had to think about so for whatever reason i decided to share every detail of this book <laughs> like and at five minutes the teacher's like all right wrap it up and i kept going and he's like wrap it up i bet he said wrap it up eight or nine times and i for over 20 minutes i just stood there and talked about every single detail of this book yeah every detail i mean it was just like and then they got in the car and then they drove into the city <laughs> like that's the level of detail i was going you know and then then they thought it was thor and it wasn't really thor it wasn't really you know, thor yeah. so yeah wow. it was uh um and that's maybe why i still hate talking in front of people today interesting of that hmm. And I don't. I, I deeply want to get you on the Oscar stage, like <laughs> right? completely ignoring yes. the layoff and just right. continuing. Just and it is weird too to think back that this teacher didn't just like come up and just be yeah. like, "Sit down. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need to know how this ends." Maybe the teacher wanted to know how. It maybe, ends. maybe. Like he was, he maybe the teacher was like, "Look, he seems he really likes this. He's very <laughs> passionate. Who am I to steal right. his yes. joy? <laughs> Who am I?" Uh, he's he's got the class captivated so i'm just gonna sit back (laughs) and enjoy this free period i've been given i like that a lot when did you learn that that's not really good book report um protocol i think when i sat down i think i realized i'm like i've done something wrong i've made a misstep (laughs) were you embarrassed oh yeah oh yeah but i mean you know that's if you're not embarrassed in sixth grade what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, it's a daily occurrence. I mean, if I ever run into Elizabeth Shue, I know what I'm going to tell her. I mean, <laughs> she'll love this. She'll be like, "Good for you." Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> um, I've got a a, a beef. Oh, which is uh, Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan. <gasps> that was my beef oh, too. Was it? <laughs> Such a good beef. 1994. Uh. I will say also, I learned a lot about it by watching I, Tanya. Uh-huh. Like, I learned yes. more about some of the background of it. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, all we knew was that, uh, you know, the the sort of trashy uh, figure skater had somehow arranged for the, you know, richer figure skater. I mean, it was very obvious, right? Yeah. Like the class thing mm-hmm. and everything for her knees to be um, hit. Yes. Right before, was it at the Olympics or it was, was it before? At- or? It was on, I, uh, it was like January 6th. It was before the oh, okay. it was like they were leading up 
Yeah. I think the Olympics were later that month. Yeah. And it turned out that it was uh, Tanya Harding's husband's friend who arranged it. Was that the arrangement? It was something real weird, and it was a piss-poor execution. Mm-hmm. Like, they just were real bad at crime. One of the worst. Yeah. One of the worst. So they got found out, and <laughs> yeah. then it was just this whole explosion of stuff. It was bad. Yeah. Wasn't it was one bad. of them named Jeff Galuli? Yes. That's a name. That is a name. You had no choice but to bash someone's <laughs> knee with a name like that. You can't be an accountant if your name's Jeff no. Galuli. <laughs> you have to be a thug. <laughs> Did yeah. it take her out of the Olympics or not? Because that was the other thing is like it wasn't even well, the hit wasn't very well executed. Right. I think they thought she was going to win the gold medal, and she ended up getting like silver, I think, if I remember correctly. Yes, yeah. yeah. And she just didn't do as well as as they thought she and was going Tanya to. And did Tanya Harding participate, or at that point? I think at that point they figured out that she was. Uh, yeah, she I was don't part think of she it. Was, yeah. Yeah. yeah, she wasn't allowed to participate. I think this is one reason why we call the podcast Fuzzy Memories because yes. <laughs> I I bring something to talk about, and I realize I don't know half the details about this. <laughs> I'm just going off of fuzzy memories from the past. I feel like that that's, that's good. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah. And I hope that there's listeners in the cars being like, oh, my God. No, she didn't participate. Nancy Erica got silver. It wasn't good. Like, yes. Somebody's I hope they are correcting us. In their car, like, yeah. how do you not know? But, yeah, I think watching that movie then, it just felt like it got more complicated and weird, the whole mm-hmm. story so of it. So crazy. It so good. And that guy that did that movie then went on to do Pam and Tommy. So he is like real into maybe breaking down some of our celebrity scandals and mm-hmm. things like, like that. that. Yeah. He should continue. And Sebastian Stan was in both of them. And you know, I oh, love me Sebastian yeah. Stan. That's right. Mm-hmm. I forgot that, mm-hmm. that he was in I, Tanya. Mm-hmm. That was a good movie. It's a good movie. Terrible, ha- terrible incident, but good Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I remember not liking Nancy Kerrigan very much. I think yeah. that was, yeah, I think people... She, she just, seemed sort of prissy or right. something. She seemed a little standoffish or yeah. maybe, uh, yeah, there was something unwelcoming about about. And how her. dare you as an athlete not uh, be open and welcoming exactly. to me? How, how dare, you? dare you be unpleasant? Yeah. How dare you? How dare you? And then on the other side, Tanya Harding, how dare you come from a trailer park? <laughs> how dare you? How dare you? How dare you have the unmitigated gall <laughs> to think that you could be a gold medalist? That's, yeah, one that's a my, good one. That's one of my favorite beefs. I had ice capade Barbie. Ice capade Barbie? <laughs> yeah. Had an ice capade, like an outfit, an ice skater outfit and ice skates. Wow. Mm-hmm. I also had ice capade Ken. Oh. So they went oh. together. Oh. Not it like that. It was a double <laughs> skating <laughs> situation. Wow. Okay. So I want an ice capade Ken in a Barbie movie and see his story. Yeah, you should. Will he be taken over by the patriarchy like Beach Ken was? I would think so. I think he felt very put upon, at least my Ken did, because he only, I never changed him out of his ice capade outfit. He's very one dimensional. Hmm. He only came off the bench for ice skating. (laughs) (laughs) That was it. The rest of the time she lived her life, he stayed at the rink. It's like, I'm just here if you need me. Yeah, I'm just here in this weird multicolor pastel outfit. (laughs) Great. All right. You got another book beef or breakup? I do. I do. Um, This is an odd beef. Oh, okay. But I think it's important. (laughs) All right. I like odd beefs. It's chicken. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not plant-based beef. It's just, okay. I feel like this is something I knew just like as an experience or like I had an idea, but I didn't realize 
how many times Sean Penn was arrested for assaulting a photographer or a member of paparazzi, particularly in foreign countries. And when I say assault, I mean put people in the hospital near death assaults. Wow. That he was, he would just flee the country. They would somehow just get him back to the United States. And in that research, then, I found the information about the whole Madonna incident, which she, she later said didn't happen. But the night of, he kind of lost it again and apparently tied her up for a period of time. It was like holding her hostage and forcing her to do things. What? She went to the police immediately after. There's a police report about it. And then sometime after that, came out and said, never happened. Don't want to talk about it ever again. Huh. So she got paid off or pressured or yeah, something. I don't know. But he was, I mean, if you, like the late 80s through the 90s, I mean, he was just absolutely destroying people. I wow. mean, horrific assaults. Like that, not just like take a camera, stop taking pictures of me, but like, and his bodyguard was involved in it a bunch. Mm-hmm. Like really aggressive things. <clears throat> Some way this doesn't surprise me. Like I don't right, remember. That's what it. I like. Yeah. I feel like I had an idea that yeah. like, there was something, but I I guess I didn't know specifics ever, and mm-hmm. I don't remember hearing specifics right. at that time. And I vaguely remember hearing something about him and Madonna, but I maybe it was mm. just the breakup. It wasn't. I didn't know all of that either. Yeah, and apparently from a lot of sources, it was just it was awful the whole time they were together. He was awful to her throughout the whole thing. So another titan of acting yeah <laughs> he's just he's, a creep he's just got so many emotions in him he doesn't know so what to many do emotions he's just trying to sort through we it just you know? we got to give him the benefit of a doubt you know but it was weird then because it was when he was on friends for like a couple episodes yeah. it was like this seems like first of all you'd hate the show you'd yeah. think it was beneath you yeah. like, i mean That's i wonder right. if they just did that like his manager or whoever was just like, this will be a little bit of a rehab thing. This yeah. will make you people see you in a different light. And I don't remember the uh, when that happened in comparison to like other movies and stuff that he had done. But I bet it was because you're right. It seems so out of place, and that does seem like. And he played almost sort of like a not a bumbling character, but right. like he was in love with Phoebe and her sister, right? Uh-huh. And yeah, yeah, kind of a like, yeah. oh, I wouldn't harm anyone. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. And that does seem right up a manager publicist's alley, right? Like, well, we got you this spot on Friends. Uh-huh. And then he threw things around the room and they were like, okay, but we can't do that. Okay? I know we got feelings, but. Yeah, we got feelings. But he played Milk. Look what he did for all of us. Heart. Uh, I don't like that. I know. I know. So many beefs. So I, many look beefs. At, if you look up Sean Penn, paparazzi, you're going to get blindsided with stories. Wow. Okay. All right. So I call that like a long-standing beef. I think he's, mm-hmm. you know, I yep. don't think they've gotten over it. I don't think he's gotten over it. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where he lives now. I don't think he lives in the United States. Good. <laughs> Sometimes I just hate people. <laughs> just all of them. Just I everyone. Know. I know. Just humanity. Just humanity. That should be a book. Chicken soup for the not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do chicken soup for the nihilist? How's that sound? <laughs> Uh, you got another thing for us, Heath? I um I do I do. Um, I do, I do. One of the breakups that I remember mm. from uh, the '90s, we kind of talked earl- earlier, maybe it was before we started recording, about not realizing people 
had broken up or were even together and mm-hmm. then they, you know mm-hmm. and i didn't i'm thinking of Whoopi goldberg and ted danson yes Oh I had gosh. forgot they were together too. Yeah. Right. yeah. But what I didn't know before now was that apparently Ted Danton was married to somebody else whose name is Casey Coates. Okay. And cheated on her with Whoopi Goldberg. Oh. And that's kind of how they got together. And then, you know, after a year or two or whatever, Ted Danson and Whoopi Goldberg broke up. And I, I knew about the Whoopi Goldberg thing. I just yeah. assumed Ted Danton had been married to Mary Steenburgen for like 50 years. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, and I remember when they did the the roast of Whoopi Goldberg at the Friars Club, mm-hmm. and Ted Danson showed up in blackface. Whoa! <laughs> and I mean, there were there are pictures of it, but this was before. I mean, this wasn't something that was broadcast. And I remember he, you know, obviously he didn't get the blowback he would get today, right? Yeah. You know, he did. That was people didn't love it. Oof! People didn't love people it. People didn't <laughs> love it. So they did not think Sam Malone should be in blackface. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I hope he didn't say linchpin while he was in blackface. <laughs> this is this podcast is going to show up in some some troubling searches on yes, the Google. It, it is. You're right. <laughs> Listen, we just cover a lot of things. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know? we cover yeah. a lot of. I forgot. I completely erased that from my memory. Mm-hmm. That's a. That's a. Because they were in that movie. I think they met on the set of Made in America. They were in oh, that movie together. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've got another one that I didn't know mm-hmm. had been together was Laura Dern and Billy Bob Thornton. Yes. Oh, right. And they were together in the late 90s. But what I didn't know is in 1999, she was on a movie and she went away for the movie. And during that time, he left the house and hooked up with Angelina Jolie. So she comes back and she's like, what, uh, what happened here? And he's just gone. And with Angelina, with the blood around their necks and everything. Do you know what is interesting is I know Laura Dern is good friends with Courtney Cox. Uh-huh. Who is good friends with Jennifer Aniston. Uh-huh. Whose husband also left her for Angelina Jolie. Oh. What a tangled web. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, you know, I mean, clearly, this has come up in conversation, right? It I has mean, they, to have. Right. thousand percent. Yeah. Uh-huh. How could it not? That might be one of those where they just both sat back and be like, you'll be getting yours. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened. Yeah. I just imagine them, that year she went to the Oscars with the leg thing. You know, she yes. was posing with the leg out. I can imagine them just sitting on a couch <laughs> and we're just cackling. Like, Look at this dumb asshole with her leg. <laughs> Idiot. I love that. I love the image of Laura Dern just cackling on the couch. <laughs> About the leg out. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, I didn't know that had happened. Or I missed that somehow. Yeah. And, when was Angelina Jolie dating her brother? Was that after <laughs> or was it before? I think it was before. It was okay. before. It was all like right. late 90s before all, like, because she was in Girl Interrupted, right? Yes. And that was, well, didn't yeah. she show up to the Oscars she and made like out with her brother? Yes. yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. How is there not more, like, how yeah. did she get jobs after that? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, and. In fairness, it's not a great idea to steal someone's husband, but it is an upgrade from dating your brother. It really is. It really is. It it's is a better upgrade. decision. It is an upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It does fall in the more forgivable category. It, mm-hmm. Indeed. Yeah. 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 Cheating is better than, you know, incest. Yeah. Yeah. That's rough. <laughs> That's tough. That's and tough. that, if you could, if, listeners, if you take one thing away from this podcast, it is that cheating is better than incest. <laughs> We're here with the hot we have a scale. The hot and takes uh-huh. and the deep truths. We're not afraid to say it. No. <laughs> I have another breakup that's going to oh, blow your mind. Oh, let's hear it. Because I didn't even know they dated. Okay. But they broke up in the in 1989, to be specific. Okay. Jada Pinkett Smith and Tupac. Whoa! Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Wow. That blew my mind. How long were they together? Like a couple of years, I think. Yeah. They must have been both really young. Yeah. So then I was like, it was Will Smith's whole rap career just an answer to the fact that his whole life he's been trying to live up to Tupac. Maybe. Like, Tupac and wouldn't failing. have done that. He's like, fine, listen to Miami. I'm awesome. She's like, it's not the same. It's not the same. Have though. you heard parents just don't understand? Yeah. I'm the Fresh Prince. Tupac would did, never do that show. Did Tupac record a song for Nightmare on Elm Street 3? He did not. He did not. No. He did not. He did not. Oh, you want edgy? Watch me mm-hmm. at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that whole his whole life was leading up to that minute. He finally it was. It was just She's, like yeah, yeah. Just been a push the whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My list is done. Do you have anything else for us, Heath? I will. I will. And I have a a story about books. Let's hear it. It's a joke. You're going to end us with story time. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. do it. When I was in uh, eighth grade in English class. Mm-hmm. Um, our teacher, okay. Ms. Ms. Monroe, was her name. So if she's listening, hi, Ms. Monroe. Melinda Monroe. <laughs> um, so much detail. Yep. She, um, you know, she was, she was shaped like a woman. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> she was, you know, she had, there were hips, you know. We're not all perfect. She had, you know. And so. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and so people, people in the class, you know, like, you know. Had opinions about uh, her sure, appearance. Sure, sure, sure. Let's say that. <laughs> and she had told us we were going to be reading a book. And this kid uh, leaned over and kind of whispered to me. He's like, I bet it's going to be about food. And I was just like, okay. Dick. Yeah. And then she said, we're either going to read I Am the Cheese or The Chocolate War. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I'm like, Three other people had heard him say this, and we were all like, "What do you do? Like, you can't not laugh at yes. that point." Like, oh, you know. no! And now we're just encouraging the little rat bastard. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. So I think we read "I Am the Cheese," if I okay. recall correctly. Okay. Which was a w- crazy book, by the way. Do you remember that? Yeah, I wrote down. It, doesn't it end with he, he was in like a mental hospital yes. the whole time? Yeah. Like yeah. you thought he was walking in a park and yes. doing stuff, but he was kind of on And he'd the had this whole like image of his family or story about his family, but it was all like made up. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, a boy's search for his father that becomes a desperate journey to unlock a secret past. Your secret is you're in the institution, yes. fella. Yeah, that's yeah. rough. Yeah. That feels like when, peop- when it was a dream. Like, it feels yes. like you just didn't A little go. lazy. You, yeah, you like, yeah. Yeah. You camouflaged the, oh, and then he woke up with, right. oh, he woke up in a mental institution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. not, that's not right. You, you've had um, some interesting uh, educational experiences. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The uh, public uh, school in, in Parkersburg, <laughs> Iowa, so we will really, stuff. really leave you with lots Good of uh, fodder, <laughs> lots of material. Wow. I think Shaped Like a Woman needs to be our <laughs> podcast name. <laughs> that's a thousand percent a podcast name. That is, that's terrific. Shaped Like a Woman is everything I needed it to yeah. be in that moment. Yeah. The other thing I remember about that teacher was that we'd written essays for something and we were waiting and waiting to get them back. And it got to the point where every day somebody would ask her, like, have you graded our essays yet? Oh. And she just wasn't doing it. And, you know, I don't know what. She, I, I assume teachers at the time, they left school and they just went home and did more teacher stuff. Like, I didn't know right. that they had lives and they could, you know, maybe have a hobby or yes. a, a man. Like, I didn't know that. 
a man or a lady or a lady uh-huh. but i do remember that it finally got to the point where another kid in the class was just like have you created our essays yet and she sent them to the principal's office <laughs> and i remember the principal came back a few minutes later and was just like we could hear them talk in the hallway and he was like you sent him to the office because he asked if you'd graded something yet <laughs> Like the principal was just like, what? Like, Meanwhile, wh- she's at home and she's just like, I am so sick of these fucking kids. I don't want to read their stupid ass essays. Uh-huh. I can't do it again. Uh-huh. I feel like I want to tell you the one and only time I got sent to the principal's office yes. in high school yes. was because we had a substitute and her last name was Sheriff. And everybody in the hallway kept singing, ah, shot the sheriff. <laughs> sure, and it do. was in my head. Uh-huh. No other reason, just in my head. And she was the substitute for the class I had um, – newspaper like i was on the newspaper staff so there's only like five of us in the room working and i sang it and i didn't mean it i wasn't singing it as a threat i didn't mean it to sing it to her i just <laughs> accidentally sang it out loud because i was working and it was in my head and she lost her biscuits and was like you're going to the principal's office so i had to go into the principal's office and say and they were like why are you here and i was like i, I sang i shot the sheriff and they're like why would you sing that to her and i was like i didn't do it as a Like, of all the people that started it, no one else got in trouble but me. But you. I took the fall for making it seem like <laughs> I was singing it as a threat. Looking back, she had no other choice. I understand that. Yeah. But... And you do look, you know. I am highly suspect. Yes. Also, to be fair, the tallest person I've ever seen in real life. Like the Sheriff? Oh. Yeah. Wow. She was the tallest person I have ever seen encountered taller than our friend tammy yes wow oh sorry tammy she was so tall hmm so i don't know if that was part of it if that's what (laughs) i don't know i don't know i don't know but it was bad hmm when you're that tall and you're looking down on all these high schoolers in their kilts and you know whatever and she's like jesus is that what you wore kilts it was kind of a kilt it was a, a plaid skirt uh she also left a note for my teacher when he came back, and I had to have a conversation with him. Damn, and he was like, so cold. you sang? I was like, it was an accident. <laughs> At that point, I was over it. I'm like, I didn't do it on purpose. I'm not talking Man. about this anymore. Yeah, she was. He just kind of laughed and was like, huh. She had it out for you. I think she was at her wits end yeah, and I just true. I just yeah. happened to be the tipping point. Yeah. I don't I really don't blame her cuz I'm sure she heard it all day on, yeah. and couldn't tell yeah. and then it was like here's a student who's facing <laughs> me singing it. I can clearly <laughs> tell it was her. Here's my opportunity. Yeah. Get I'll go to the principal's office. Mm-hmm. This is basically what happened. We had a substitute teacher and her name was Mrs. Badger and people would say a lot, "Stop badgering me." Would say that a oh lot. My it was God. kind of the same situation. <laughs> that it, she'd heard it several times and once I kind of said it under my breath and she she heard me and it, I got in trouble for it, you know. Damn. You know? Not like trouble troll, but yeah. you know, I kind of got I got scolded for it. Yeah. But listen, <laughs> y- if you have a funny name, <laughs> right. Don't be a teacher because the kids are going to be don't cruel. Be a sub. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. you're definitely asking for it. 1000%. Well, thank you for joining us on Fuzzy Memories. We'll be back in two weeks exploring more of the weirdest decades. I don't know how many ways we can say this. I don't. But if you like the show, which I assume you do because now you're three episodes in. You're three episodes in. You like it. Just admit it. You're in. You are in. So telling people should be your next step. 
I don't know why we give you this line. Because this is when you just go rogue. <laughs> you start berating our listeners. I feel so incensed that I have to tell you to use your socials. Just do it already. For the love of God, hit like. <laughs> Listen, Aaron is not personally mad at you who is listening in the car right now. (laughs) (laughs) But just do what she says so she doesn't get more mad. Honestly. (laughs) For no other reason for Amy and my safety, just do what she says. (laughs) Right out loud. So until next time, Heath and I will be living in fear, but you stay rad. (laughs) 